Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you all oh, so much for the many things you've blessed us with all throughout this day. And now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. We truly thank you for it. We pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study of A to Z in the word knowledge, we'll turn to Isaiah 53. And we see here some knowledge given to Isaiah, the prophet, concerning the coming of Jesus Christ and the description of his suffering as he reads here in Isaiah chapter 53. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was there deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief, and thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide a spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus Christ, wounded for our transgressions, and by his stripes we are healed. The ultimate sacrifice for all mankind, given him the authority and the right to judge everyone because of what he suffered, because of what he went through, and because he's the creator. He spoke us all into existence after all, therefore he can do with us as he pleases. 
But this gives him the right there, what he had to suffer, what he had to go through on that horrible cross and all the other things that he had to go through. All right, now let's go on over to Jeremiah. Another reference to some knowledge. In Jeremiah chapter 3, just a few verses here, picking up in verse 12. Now this, of course, is uh, the writings of Jeremiah the prophet given to the children of Israel. Go and proclaim these words toward the north, and say, Return, thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree. And ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's the purpose of the pastors, to take the wisdom and understanding and knowledge given to them from the Lord and then in turn share it with the people so that they can grow and mature as Christians and be able to receive directly from the Lord the knowledge and understanding and wisdom that he has available for them. Just as we see an example of knowledge and wisdom and revelation given to Daniel. Now Daniel was one of the young men that was taken captive when the when the Babylonians raided Israel and took them captive to Babylon for those 70 years. Daniel was a young man at that time and the Lord blessed him and gave him a great understanding, wisdom and knowledge. And here we see an example of some of what was given to him in Daniel in chapter 1. Let's go ahead and pick it right up in verse 1, where it reads, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem, and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, and of the king's seed, and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding, science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat, and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king." Now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. 
unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and of Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. So you got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And of course, Belteshazzar, which was Daniel. As it continues, verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. But God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who hath appointed you meat in your drink. For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat, and as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter, and proved them ten days. And at the end of ten days their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. And thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink, and gave them pulse. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Notice, directly given to them, directly given them, because they showed their faith in the Lord and their obedience to his statutes. As it continues. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Meshiel, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. And Daniel continued even unto the first year of King Cyrus. Given wisdom, understanding, and knowledge directly from the Lord, given to Daniel, and Hananiah, and Meshiel, and Azariah. Bless them for their faith and obedience. And use them to do great works. And Daniel makes a reference to the wisdom given to him from the Lord in Daniel chapter 2 when there's a dream involved. As we see here, in Daniel chapter 2, verse 19, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. The secret was the interpretation of the dream that the king had had. 
Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God for ever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. This knowing understanding is understanding of the Lord. Understanding and knowing the Lord is what results in you being able to be blessed and given the knowledge from the Lord. And Daniel had that and used that and interpreted dreams for the king on a number of occasions. And it went very well for him through that. You can see another example of that over in Daniel chapter 4, another dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. But let's go on to Hosea, another prophet who was receiving wisdom from the Lord and, and given the understanding of such wisdom and knowledge. And here we see in Hosea 4, chapter 4, verse 8. And here again, a revelation given to him, wisdom given to him to speak to the children of Israel and to speak to them about their lack of knowledge. As we see in Hosea chapter 4, verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. See, you have to desire to know the Lord in order for you to have understanding and wisdom. You must first desire understanding, wisdom, and knowledge from the Lord. Read that again. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. Therefore shall the land mourn, and every one that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beast of the field and with the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet let no man strive nor reprove another, for thy people are as they that strive with the priests. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day of the prophet, also shall fall with thee in the, in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people, and they set their heart on their iniquity. Isn't it interesting how we see these things given to the children of Israel these bits and pieces of wisdom, bits and pieces of revelation, and they see the settings that were going on, the actions, the behaviors, the attitudes of the people, and what it resulted in. When they rejected God, 
They suffered for it. As we see today in this country, an increase in the sinful behavior from generation to generation, getting more and more dark and more and more evil. As he put it here, reads once again, verse 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. It goes from generation to generation. You have a generation of ungodly people who have offspring that are even more ungodly than themselves because they reject the knowledge of God. They turn away from it. God has revealed himself to everyone in existence. They either acknowledge that and receive that knowledge or reject it. And we clearly see examples of that rejection. We have the records of the history of people that have rejected it and what it resulted in. But yet still we have generation after generation rejecting the Lord over and over, getting worse and worse the closer we get to the last days. All because they reject the knowledge. They reject Jesus Christ. They reject free gift of salvation. And it is going to cost them. All right, let's jump on over to the New Testament. And see some knowledge here that was given to Joseph concerning the birth of Jesus Christ. And let's pick it up in Matthew chapter 1 in verse 18. It reads, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things. Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Understanding given to Joseph concerning the birth of Jesus Christ and his relationship with Mary. And we jump on over to Matthew chapter 4. And here we see the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ. At about age 30, and he starts to gather his disciples 
where he tells him, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And then begins the earthly ministry of spreading the gospel and sharing knowledge, as we see in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people. So he begins that. He begins that by healing and sharing knowledge and wisdom and understanding to them. And we see an awesome sermon beginning, teaching the people in Matthew chapter 5. We won't go through all this, but let's look at some of this here as it reads in Matthew chapter 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, notice, teaching him. They wanted to hear it. They wanted the knowledge. We see the reference to the Old Testament there where they rejected knowledge. Here we see a people gathering together wanting that knowledge. Just as we need to take the time to get into His Word and study His Word and learn from Him. Receive the knowledge that is available. Then He blesses us even with more knowledge directly by the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost. So we have a closer and closer walk with Him and a more and more filled knowledge and wisdom and understanding so that we can bring honor and glory to Him in everything that we say, everything that we do. Let's get further into some of the examples of what he teaches here in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 2. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Speaking to the children of Israel, letting them know what they're going to be going through. And, of course, this is still going on today. This applies directly to the children of Israel, as well as to all Christians. We see this on a totally overwhelming amount of persecution going against the children of Israel right now around the world. It's sad to say a whole lot of it right here in this country, which is pathetic. But they are being persecuted. Let's read that part of it again. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. That's where it really shows what's going on 
what it all boils down to is Satan going after the children of Israel when he feels like it's an opportunity that has been opened up here by the evil perpetrators of terrorism that have gone over to Israel and killed innocent people and now gotten lots of people to support their horrible behavior. And it is false accusations against the people. It is pure evil. And it is on the increase. And it will continue to increase the closer we get to the last days. And of course this extends to all born again believers as well. Not just the chosen tribes of the children of Israel. But to all Christians. The increase of persecutions of Christians around the world is horrible. Being tortured, being murdered. Because they are Christian. And it's been done by those that have no knowledge of God. They rejected God and they reject anyone who represents God and Jesus Christ. Clear and simple. Alright, let's jump on over to Matthew chapter 11. And we see here the Lord teaching once again about how we need to seek knowledge. We need to want to receive knowledge from Him. And that we can not take on the burdens that the legalists and some of the others of the attitude that you get to heaven by works. Don't take on all those kind of labors because that's a lot of burden, a lot of weight. And he tells us here what we need to take on. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son." And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When we understand that, we can be a God-glorifying individual and take on the load that He wants us to take on and it will not be a burden because if you take on the loads of the haughty, pious, self-righteous bunch, they want to dump a whole lot on you to make you think you have to work your way to heaven. No, Jesus Christ paid the price to allow us to be able to go to heaven. We don't have to earn it. We could never earn it to live a thousand lifetimes and do all kinds of works. You could never earn salvation. It's that valuable, and it was given to us by a gift from the Lord. Let's realize that, acknowledge that, learn of Him, and He'll put a load on us. That is, He says here, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's not going to put a heavy load on us. He's going to give us grace and mercy and peace and comfort and opportunities to be able to grow and to receive knowledge and wisdom from Him, and then to turn around and share that with others. Let's do that very thing. Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the knowledge that you have available for us. And keep us hungry for that knowledge. And we do truly thank you for all of it. Your mercy, your grace, the blessings you pour upon us as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.